for the legal mumbo-jumbo. This podcast is based entirely on Frank's own personal opinions and is in no way, shape, or form the opinions or representation of any fire, police, EMS organizations, which he is currently or previously associated or affiliated with. The views expressed in this podcast are entirely his own and do not reflect the views of any aforementioned organization. Please note, the names may have been changed to protect the innocent, the stupid, and the brain dead. Salutations, everyone. Thank you for joining my podcast for yet another edition of Frank the Lunatic Rants. Wonderfully spacious and beautifully bodacious Fuckabino Studios, located in wonderful downtown Hamlin, Pennsylvania. Always a real happening place, unless you happen to live there. It is yet another informative, educational, argumentative, debatable, and downright boring edition of me ranting, raving, pissing, and moaning about topics you probably don't give a shit about. So remember, sit back and ask yourself this. With all the other podcast choices out there, why the hell am I listening to him anyway? Hey there, hi there, ho there, everyone. I am, as always, your congenial host, Frank the Lunatic here. And thought maybe for today we'll change things up a little bit to find things to piss and moan about. Now, of course, as we get closer to the end of the year, there's, of course, many delightful things out there to report about. For example, as we were entering into uh, Christmas week, our delightful president, Jumping Joe Magoo, uh, said that they were going to be sending out 500 million free coronavirus test kits to American homes starting sometime in January. And they haven't released as of yet. You know, here we are just about the end of the month, and they haven't released any plans on how they want to go about doing that. For God's sake, do not send them through the U.S. Postal Service. We'll probably get them in time for the next major plague that would go around the world. Uh, Seriously, though, they haven't had any plans whatsoever, so... They want to implement this stuff. Like, it, it, you know, it's great on paper. Just turn around and say, hey, we're going to do this because it makes people happy, basically. But in the meantime, there's nothing on paper saying how they're going to pull this off, where these kits are even coming from. That's for starters. It's not like they have uh, 500 million f- kits just laying around. Maybe they do. Who knows? Probably not, though, because trying to find these testing kits in some of these uh, pharmacies and places, it really hard to find them in some areas so i can't see them having 500 million kits just laying around somewhere and he was announcing new measures to try curbing the virus um one of which would be is his stark warning to the unvaccinated yes how they were going to be a serious uh risk a serious disease risk and death and they assured americans who got their shots they can gather safely with their families over the holidays. Now, here we are after the holidays, and surprise, surprise, look at what's happening. The amount of cases that are being reported now since the holidays, and despite 
what the administration says. Uh, there are cases out there of people who were vaccinated. I myself, many months ago, even though I reluctantly got talked into getting vaccinated because it was bringing up that it might be a requirement uh, for work, so okay, we'll reluctantly get it done, which, by the way, I got actual reaction to the vaccine, unfortunately, and I wound up getting the virus anyhow. Uh, so I know firsthand the, vi- the vaccine doesn't necessarily work, that you can get it, and I was pretty decently sick over it. Not deadly, deadly sick, but I got, you know, pretty much sick over it. Anyhow, you know, sitting there and reassuring, oh yeah, if you got your shot, you're going to be okay to uh, deal with your relatives and meet with people. And then now after the holidays, you have this sudden rise in all these in all these cases now. And then, of course, he gave a speech saying again to reassure Americans that the administration can combat yet another resurgence of the virus. Oh, but it's amazing because the government was caught off guard in regards to this. I mean, there's tons of things out there showing how test kits are, have become scarce. And our, the administration was caught off guard. And meanwhile, they're, they're reassuring people, you know, still reassuring people that we're going to win this. We haven't won shit. We, we haven't won shit at all. Uh, it, we're never going to win shit with it. Um, unfortunately, masking, I think, is going to be a permanent part of life because we're never getting rid of this. And the funny thing, to show you how they're not on the same page, um, President Magoo doesn't admit they were caught off guard, but yet uh, Vice President uh, Chameleon Harassment told the LA Times recently that the administration was caught off guard. So exactly which is it? And then he reassures people, quote, to be clear, COVID-19 is not the same threat to fully vaccinated individuals that it was in March of 2020, end quote. Mr. President, where's the scientific data for that? You know, just being curious, has the CDC released anything, any research or findings, being that this new variant only been around, I guess, for about a month in the country? Did they actually do findings that quickly and discover that, you know, that if you're fully vaccinated, you're going to be perfectly fine against this? Like, where's the proof? You're on television, you know, reassuring people that if you're vaccinated, you'll be fine. And get out there and get vaccinated. And meanwhile, there's people that are vaccinated. Here we are after, you know, the Christmas. And there are people that are vaccinated that are getting sick from the new variant, even though they were vaccinated. Now, you could say, yes, okay, it's not the same threat. But there are people that apparently are winding up in the emergency rooms that are vaccinated over this new variant. And I know he said the country's not going to go on lockdown. I understand that because he wants open borders anyhow. That, that's what's making me really laugh about this presidency as well, that everything is open. We're open for business. Everything is open. You know, now they're considering restrictions on people coming in from certain countries. Uh, it really, um, hi, this should have been going on this whole time. You know, people looked at this man as the great white hope that, you know, well, he's going to put an end to this. You know, Trump couldn't get it done. He was going to put an end to us. But, you know, here we are, <laughs> you know, another year into this thing. And there's still inadequate amounts of uh, testing supplies out there. There is still issues in regards to the vaccines and distribution of the vaccines and side effects of the vaccines. 
So what did they accomplish on this? I mean, they, they haven't accomplished much. The cases and deaths are on the rise again. I mean, there's a roughly 133,000 cases a day, double the levels they were two months ago when they were jumping up and down for joy, falsely saying that, you know, we're, we're beating this thing. We're beating this thing. And something like 70% of the new cases that are being reported are of the new variant. I mean, there's still about 30% of the people out there that are still getting the old variant, the, the, the older strain of the virus is still circulating. And we have three different strains of this virus circulating around right now. We can't even tackle the one. We've got three of them circulating around. And meanwhile, we've got open borders. We're allowing people to travel in and out of the country. You know, we look at what's going on with the, all these illegals. We just had it happen locally. It made the news because everything was done secretly that we actually had planes I think there was, what was it, four planes that came into our local area. They were diverted here. Um, the, the full stories hadn't come out yet. They were like bits and pieces, but these planes were actually diverted, and each plane had something like 150 illegals on each plane that were bussed to other unspecified locations for, I don't know, they're getting put into the population. The White House really hasn't given much information on that either. But my understanding, what's coming out from a lot of this is that, you know, we didn't require vaccinations for any of these people that we have detained because they came into the country illegally, didn't require any proof. And it's not like they probably have proof. I don't know if, you know, Mexico and that, you know, anything in South America has vaccination cards like we do. I'm, you know, not even sure how that works. But, you know, we, we're just, taking everything on face value there. We're, we're not, there's no way of checking if these people were vaccinated and here we are, we're going to put them up in places and that. They broke the law coming into this country and we're going to put them up in places. We're going to take care of them, but we're not going to require them to be vaccinated. No, that's wrong. You know why? Because they're not American citizens, but yet our government can tell American citizens that, oh, you know, you work somewhere, you have to be vaccinated if you want to keep your job. They didn't word it like that, but this whole new mandate thing that actually starts um, in a couple of days now, you know, any company that has more, I guess it's more than 100 employees, your employees have to be vaccinated to keep their jobs or they have to get tested every single week, which is interesting because when there's not enough test kits out there to begin with, you know, either for home use or, you know, even the medical industry, how are you pulling that off that every week all these people, if they're not vaccinated, whether it's for personal, medical, or religious reasons, are going to be able to get tested every single week? How exactly are you pulling that off when there's not enough testing kits out there? Which basically comes down to people are going to wind up losing their jobs, whether, again, it's over medical reasons because there are people out there who cannot get the vaccine for medical reasons and or for religious reasons or you know again personal choice people taking their constitutional right to not have to be vaccinated this is not cuba this is not the soviet union this isn't a communist socialist state yet that they can re it's so bizarre that they you all know, the federal government can require they you know, for you to be able to work you have to be vaccinated 
you know, we don't require vaccinations for any other type of job for the most part, you know, maybe things in the medical industry. You could be someone that comes into this country as an adult and apply for citizenship or whatever and, you know, go get a job in Walmart or that. They don't ask to see, you know, hey, were you ever vaccinated for this disease and that disease and this disease and that? It, because apparently you can't ask that type of stuff. But yet this whole thing with um, corona, I guess apparently, you know, employers have the right now to ask because the federal government says that you have to ask. I mean, this administration has basically thrown HIPAA laws and regulations right out the goddamn window. They, they took that piece of paper and wiped their asses with it. And then, of course, the administration is uh, saying that, quote, refocusing people's attention on hospitalizations and death as opposed to cases and infections is really important for people to understand that the vaccines are working. If the vaccines are working, then why is it that there are people in the hospitals that were vaccinated? Why is it that there are people who are getting sick? And I don't mean, okay, yes, everybody can still catch the virus even though you're vaccinated. Why are there people getting sick, as in sick, sick, who were vaccinated? Why are there people that are getting side effects from the vaccine or getting sick from the vaccine itself because their body's reacting? Why is it that the administration took all the information in regards to how the, um, the vaccines, all three vaccines were developed, how they were tested for the emergency use, how that was all decided, and how they were being tested for the non-emergency use, you know, which in which they bypassed this whole normal thing of testing stuff for several years. All that information, this uh, under the Freedom of Information Act, this administration has gone ahead and sealed the files that they will be available to the public in 55 years. In 55 years, all of us will be dead for the most part. You know, and unless you're some like little kid right now, you know, <laughs> you're gonna, for the most part, most people are going to be dead that would have been affected by this. That and the fact that when you do uh, get the vaccine because it was not fully tested, it was emergency use, you've waived all your rights. Your arm suddenly falls off down the road because of the vaccine. You do realize that you've waived all your rights to ever go after any of the pharmaceutical companies because this was all done under emergency use. So there's nothing you can do about it. People suddenly get cancer. Anything happens down the road. There's not much that you can actually do about it. And again, like I said, 55 years before these records would even come forward, before anything would even appear in a courthouse showing exactly what's involved with all these vaccines. It's all secretive. So much for transparency. So much for the call for transparency. So much for the promise of transparency from this administration. It's gone again down the tubes. The whole paper that they wrote the thing, the speech, you know, transparency in this administration, wipe their asses with that one as well. You know, it's funny, you go to go to restaurants in a lot of cities and visit gyms, go on a cruise, go to certain movie theaters, certain places. You need to shoot, show proof of vaccinations in many different parts of the country. But yet it's actually funny that you don't need proof of vaccination or a negative uh, COVID test to board a commercial flight within the United States. So that's interesting as well. We're going to require it that, you know, if you work for a company with more than 100 people, you have to be vaccinated. But you can jump on an airplane. It's just fine. Of course, our wonderful president said that they might consider it. 
imagine that they might consider it. It's a reasonable consideration to consider, I guess, to have a vaccination requirement for airline passengers. But it hasn't been exactly recommended to the administration yet. It's actually funny, though, because Fauci, he's another fucking moron. He said, uh, quote, when you make vaccinations a requirement, that's another incentive to get more people vaccinated. So you're forcing people. So you're changing things around, too, to force people to get vaccinated. That's this whole thing. That, that the reason why they haven't said, you know, in order to fly, you have to be vaccinated is because it's a very small percentage of people in the population of the United States that actually flies versus the percentage of people that actually work. So how do you force people to vaccinate? You come out with ridiculous totalitarianism uh, or socialist <laughs> um, rule or law or mandate, as this administration did, that says, well, you own a business, and yes, it's a free market society, and you can do what you want with your business. However, if you want to employ people, they have to be vaccinated because your company is so big. No ifs, ands, or buts in regards to that. So you're, for again, forcing people to vaccinate. Because companies can turn around and say, well, if you're not vaccinated, you, you know, we're going to have to lay you off. Even though there's that thing that says you can be tested every week. Well, if you can't get a test because there's no test available that week, you're out of work for that week. And of course, you can't apply for unemployment either. That's against the, the rules and that of unemployment in regards to that whole thing. So again, this is forcing people to vaccinate against their will. If you want to work, you have no choice but to vaccinate. But yet... You can jump on a plane if you want. Go to Disney if you want. That's perfectly fine. You know, it's funny because they're saying how travel at the airports has, for the most part, returned to sort of pre-pandemic levels. But the risk is still a major public health threat. So why aren't you enforcing vaccinations and that in order to get on a plane? I mean, again, I don't believe in forcing people to vaccinate. But why is it you're forcing people to vaccinate because they cut the lawn as a contractor for the federal government, but to jump on a plane you don't? It, it, how do you have one and not the other? It's either the same for everybody or not at all, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm confused. Maybe my opinion's confused. But enough of that. Let's jump to another story uh, in regards to airport security. Here's a funny one that's out there that happened recently. I'm not sure where uh, McLaren International Airport is. It's probably something small like AVP, which is the uh, uh, Wilkes-Barre Scranton International Airport. It's probably a small airport type of thing. But to show you how uh, security really hasn't changed much since 9-11, apparently um, within the last two weeks, I guess this happened, a man rammed his limousine through security gates, claiming he also had a bomb. I mean, the man was arrested for uh, communicating a bomb threat, threatening an act of terrorism, trespassing, and causing a dispersal hoax. Apparently, this man had his limousine, and he was performing donuts in the parking lot. That should have been your first fucking clue right there, that something's going on. He's fucking doing donuts in the goddamn parking lot, and nobody went to investigate. And then he takes his car, and he rams a security gate, managed to get rams security gate, Right out to the air, right to the uh, airport ramp area, which shows you that a gate—that's it, just a, a flimsy gate, I guess. Like, what is it with security at airports, really? I mean, have we learned nothing? <laughs> apparently, we haven't. You know, rams the gate, uh, goes apparently parks his car between um, park. J- well, goes and parks his car 
over by a jet, gets out, has a clown mask on, and says how yeah, he has an effing bomb and he's going to blow this place up. And inside his vehicle was a gasoline device. Uh, he stated he had came to the airport to steal a jet because he wanted to fly to Area 51 to look at aliens. And um, he also claims he had a shotgun in the vehicle. They found a silver compression device similar to an oxygen tank as well as what appeared to be uh, a previously a previous fire extinguisher with heavy gauge wiring wrapped around it, situated on a wooden platform in the back seat. He told officers in an interview that he wanted to become TikTok famous after a video on social media platform went viral showing him drifting his limousine at Las Vegas Strip a few weeks back. This guy's a fucking moron. Oh my god, but still, airport security, come on. If a person could take their fucking car and just literally go through a gate and wind up out by the airplanes, is that what this country's come to with airport security over the last 20 years, that nothing's actually been beefed up? Like, that's fucking hysterical. It really is. But this guy's a fucking jam bag, yeah. He wanted to go to Area 51. Ugh. But again, where was security? Where is air? Where the fuck is airport security? You see this guy doing this shit in the fucking parking lot first and, like, nobody fucking approaches him? Really? <laughs> oh, my God, this is fucking laughable. Okay, well, that's a laughable story. And, of course, here we are again in regards to issues with cell phones and airplanes. Uh, let's see, U.S. the FAA has recently said this week um, a special airworthiness information bulletin that uh, action may be required to address potential interference with sensitive aircraft electronics from phones that use the 5G spectrum. Oh, well, apparently, here we go. So the FAA approved this whole 5G development, and I guess it's coming out now that the 5G spectrum uses radio signals also that are used by radar altimeters. In case you don't know what that is, it measures how close an aircraft is to the ground. Way to go, FAA. There you go. That you, you fucking go and you actually gave approval for 5G, you know, the whole development thing and be implemented to the public without actually checking this shit out first on how it's going to affect aircraft. That, that's a good one. And, and now you tell the public, 5G has been out now for a while. And it's been expanding across the country. And now you tell the public, oh, by the way, 5G just happens to work. Some of it actually works on some of the same radio signals. That's as important piece of equipment on an airplane uses. That's great. That's fucking great. I swear to God, the government, I don't know what's going on. Now, unlike the United States, other countries like Canada, Australia, France, um, and several other nations actually have restrictions on where 5G cell phone towers can be located in proximity to, uh, proximity to large airports. But not in the United States. Nope. We came out with the technology. We implemented the technology. But as always, we don't have any regulations, anything safety-wise in regards to the technology. It's like we wait, we wait for disaster to happen before we actually implement things. And this whole 5G spectrum, it, it's a new radio band called C-Band. I guess that's part of the 5G um, network. And that, go, that went live on December 5th. 
So 5G is out there, but this other radio signal ha has gone live. But again, it's like, did they not do any testing to see how this would interfere with stuff? And it's funny, it's recommended that passengers turn off any 5G devices. Not that it's required, they're just recommending that you turn it off. <laughs> God. This one's even funnier, uh, the amount of people that are trying to take guns onto uh, commercial airplanes. It's hysterical. They, they showed this one report that I'm looking at uh, for, out of Texas, uh, airports in Texas, uh, back in 2019. Like before, prior to the pandemic, it was less than one gun per 100,000 passengers were found that somebody was trying to take them through airport security. Uh, so now, since the pandemic, it's, well, i say uh, last year, it increased it like 82%, they said, almost two guns per every 100,000 people. So why the hell was there a rise in the amount of people trying to bring guns on flights, especially that during this whole pandemic, air travel, the amount of people traveling by air were down. So when you think about it, with, that there's less people traveling, but yet the rates have risen. So, so why is everybody bringing guns? So they plan on like shooting people who aren't vaccinated. Is, is that what the idea is? And it seems like it's airports all over Texas that this is happening to. It is happening in the rest of the country, but apparently Texas is uh, more prone to this stuff, I guess. But what type of idiot can you be? I can see if it was like right after 9-11, you know, when things change and people are off guard about regulation is changing. But we're like 20 years after 9-11 that these regulations have been in, in place. Are, are you that much of a fucking idiot that you're going to try bringing a loaded handgun? Well, even unloaded handgun in your carry-on and think that it's not going to get caught going through the checkpoints? Like, uh, hi, do, have you never, like, seen even a movie? Like, everybody knows that there's these checkpoints that they look through everything. I, I, I can't even figure that out. I, I would love to be able to interview one of these people that were caught like that to ask them, you know, what, what the hell were you thinking? Did you really think you were going to be able to get past a checkpoint, a metal detector, and and a x-ray machine. I mean, you can now inject bags. You can transport firearms. has to be unloaded, stored in a locked case. Uh, the ammunition has to be in a locked case. But in your in your in your bags and your carry on, like what type of fucking idiot are you? And it's not like the fines are low for this either. I mean, well, not only that, but people also bringing it, carrying ammunition aboard the planes as well. I think they. Uh, I was seeing a thing that, <coughs> excuse me, FAA uh, guidelines fines for first defense at a checkpoint, four thousand one hundred dollars, but you can face civil penalties up to thirteen thousand dollars. Dallas-Fort Worth had the most reports of guns being confiscated, trying to come through the checkpoints. 176 fucking idiots last year tried bringing guns through the fucking checkpoints. 176 fucking stupid-ass fucking people. Like, are you living under a rock? Do you not even realize that there's checkpoints? But it's not just guns, there's other things as well. Stun guns that look like iPhones. That's a good one. Um, a stun gun that looked like a flashlight. Ninja stars. Mace. Knives disguised as hair combs. 
What the fuck is wrong with people? Really, what the hell is wrong with people? And then let's hear it for New York, the air train project at LaGuardia Airport. It is down to become the world's most costly transit project per daily rider, according to a new government watchdog group. Uh, the project's supposed to cost $2 billion, and they said it would cost about $345,900 per daily rider in cost, basically. Uh, of course, executives from the Port Authority are arguing that the calculation is applying the full cost of it, which is operating for 50, going to operate for 50 years. They're applying it to one day's ridership. Of course, they're taking for granted, of course, that this thing's going to be fully operational for, for uh, 50 years. In the meantime, the government, I guess New York State, excuse me, the Port Authority, or Port Authority is saying it's only going to cost uh, operational expense of $5 or less per rider. But, of course, that's not what they're charging people. They're going to charge people a hell of a lot more than that. But it, it's, it's funny how they come up with these figures because they're expecting that less than 6,000 transit trips a day on this thing that they're spending all this money on. And it's supposed to provide a faster link between Midtown Manhattan and the airport. In a sense, it's going to become an extremely expensive shuttle service instead of improving parking situations and, and things like that. They, I guess they, they want to push everybody to board this train. And it's still a thing of, okay, you're still going to park, have to try parking your car somewhere to board this friggin' train to take this train down to the airport. But after all, uh, New York City themselves never actually moved out of the uh, 80s. They never moved out of the uh, decade of excess. They've always been a city that fully believes in spending way too much money on things. You know, they, they needed this project. They really need this project that badly. And it's going to be a 50-year capital investment into it, which, of course, is all coming from taxpayer money, you know, because apparently there's such a major need to have this. It's sort of like out here in the Scran area. They've been pushing for 30 years now on and off that they want train service to go from Scranton to New York when things are showing that there really is no justification for it. There really isn't. I mean, even with the buses, they have bus service that goes from here to New York. And it's not like it's a major thing. It really is not. But even out here, they want to dump all this money into a train service to, there's no justification for it, you know, to, to satisfy that so many people would actually drive to Scranton. They're assuming people aren't that commute now. You know, most of these people, people that live in Scranton, they don't commute to New York. They don't, they don't work in New York. There are people, the Poconos, that have houses that a lot of people, they get close to retiring or something, and they actually have a home out here, and they wind up moving out here, and they still do the commute to work. I mean, how many people are going to drive like an hour from Mount Pocono all the way down to Scranton and then pay like 200 bucks a month or whatever the hell it is for monthly parking to park their car so that they could take a train that's going to be expensive down to the city, like, it, it doesn't make any sense. I, I don't know where the justification is, um, but I guess just like New York City, they just want to spend money. And how about this one? Uh, a woman in, from Raleigh, North Carolina, filed a suit, federal lawsuit, against the TSA, arguing that the TSA violated her transgender teenager's rights by requiring a strip search at the airport. Uh, the person, the victim, was 15 at the time, had a valid boarding pass, Passed through security in 2019, she triggered a false positive, the lawsuit said. 
A TSA screener told her she would have to have her genitals inspected in a private room. What the fuck is up with that? Uh, TSA advised the, the minor that she was not free to leave until she submitted to such a search, which is in a violation of TSA policy, the Fourth Amendment, and the, and the state rights, and the boundaries of civil and decent society. Uh, the, the girl wound up had panic, anxiety, fear, racing heart, shortness of breath. Um, if, rather than submit to the search, her and her mother decided to rent a car and drive the 600 miles. On its website, TSA advises transgender passengers that a security officer presses a button designating male or female based on how you present yourself. The machine has software that looks at the anatomy, anatomy of men and women differently. The equipment conducts a scan and indicates areas of the body warranting further inspection if necessary. See, this is a thing that I, I've said this in um, rants before that worries me about the whole transgender thing that people that you know, say, oh, oh no, I'm, I'm a boy now or I'm a girl now. The fact that there's still med- medically you are still the original sex and scientifically with it like this equipment, the TSA, I, I'm not saying that it was okay to do what they did, but the fact that they're saying this software tries detecting things based on whether you are a man or woman and if you have the appearance that you're a woman but you're really a man or vice versa, it's going to look at things differently and it's going to set off false positives because it's scanning you, apparently scanning you differently because the system takes it as you're pretending to be somebody else than what other, other you know, other than stated, say, um, maybe for false, I don't know, evil reasons or something. But I, so I understand the software point of view on it, but still the fact that they said that they had to strip search this minor and, and inspect them and make to see whether or not they were male or female come on what the fuck like again it, it what's with this fucking socialist regime on things like are we getting that fucking fanatical now and again as i said this is the problem with the transgender thing as well that you know indicating that you're neither that's the other thing too you're neither male or female no you are one or the other physically and it disproves that you, you know software things are designed to react a certain way but, but still, what happened to this uh, child is ridiculous. It's uncalled for that they even asked for something like that to happen. You know, nothing the story on whether or not these TSA agents still have their job. I'm going to assume, because uh, you, know, you figure it's a union environment, they probably still have their job, or probably weren't suspended or anything, because there is nothing in the, <laughs> nothing in the story that indicates otherwise. And how about Delta Airlines? I don't know, <laughs> excuse me, I don't know if they've stopped this practice or not. Uh, this fall, Delta Airlines started charging employees $200 extra a month on its health plan coverage if you don't have proof that you were vaccinated against COVID. So, like, basically you and your family members on your plan would have to submit proof that you were vaccinated or you would be charged $200 more a month on your uh, premiums. Again, what the fuck is up with that? You know, oh, the average hospital stay for COVID costs Delta $40,000 per person. You know, that's the point of fucking health insurance. Wow, wow, you're paying for health insurance. So, yeah, you know what? Uh, payouts are going to have to happen on benefits. I, I don't understand the whole wow, wow thing, you know, because they they have to pay out because people get sick and wind up in the hospital. 
But of course, free enterprise, that's just how the insurance industry is in this country. Welcome to America. And look, another case of stupid airport security, another case of somebody else who breached a perimeter fence at Lehigh Valley International Airport, the Allentown Airport, ABE, and drove onto a runway. This didn't happen recently. This happened uh, a while back, but I just happened to see the story now, I guess because he finally had gone to court or something over it. Again, what is up with security at airports that you, you can seems like you could just be able to drive your car, go through a gate, and just go right out onto the damn runway with your car before anybody even tries to attempt to fucking stop you. <laughs> What's up with the guy? But meanwhile, we'll strip search fucking minors, <laughs> but you can drive your car out to a runway with absolutely no fucking problem. Never anything boring in the goddamn news at all. Never anything. I know this wasn't much of a rant at all, but I had to throw something in there to fill in toward the uh, the end of the year. All the ridiculous stories out there. It still has me scratching my head about the whole airport security thing. <laughs> How we're going to harass, we're going to ha- harass a teenager, but like I said, you can drive your car up onto the fucking runway before somebody comes after you. I know this one was a little ridiculous, just had some time to kill today. I, my friends, am Frank the Lunatic, and of course, I have approved this message, and as always, that is all I have to say for now about that. Do you?